podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sai. Welcome to this week's episode of the Roger Giggs on Football Show. We're live this evening talking all the latest news, stories and results from the beautiful game. I wanted to take a, a minute to talk to you about a very special product just before we get started, though. Um, back in the day, I spent hours, sometimes days, playing classic football manager games as I got older and kids, marriage, life in general would take up more of my time. I was itching for a decent football manager game that had the same level of enjoyment and detail which I could, could use on the mobile devices, meaning that I could dip in as my time allowed. And, uh, and finally, after all these, all this time, all these years, found uh, Top 11. And uh, boy, oh boy, what a game it is. Top 11 is a free-to-play football management game available on iOS, Android and web browsers. The game has been played by 240 million players worldwide. It's available in 31 languages. Uh, as, fo- as a football manager in Top 11, you're in charge of every aspect of your game. Signing players, running training, setting up formations, lead the squad to winning trophies. Introducing a brand new feature, the 3D live matches. One of the biggest top 11 community requests in the game's history. Getting you closer to your football squad than ever before. Everything you know and love about previous editions of top 11, but it's now available in real time with 3D highlights. As you play against other managers from around the world, 3D live matches allows you to see your tactics come to life with beautiful animations and player details, giving you the most information to help bring your team to the top. The new immersive experience will make you feel like a true top manager. This latest update comes with more tactical depth and an improved engine, which brings even more realism and control to your football management experience. To celebrate the release of 3D live matches, Top 11 has lots of exciting game events and giveaways planned for this season and those ahead. The best time to get in the game is now. Listen, guys, all season, we as a community, we've talked about the biggest moments of the season. We've said what we think certain managers should do, plus myself and Rodri have competed against each other in the Prediction League, as well as all you guys. So now the time is to put our tactical knowledge to the test. Let me know your usernames. Download the game for free. Make sure you use the link below in the description or in the comments or use the QR code in the corner. Let's play against each other and let's truly find out who's the best. It's time to play the game. I'm the best though. Gigs. G-I-G-G-S. No. Roger. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? I respect your opinions. Maybe in your opinion Messi is better than me, but in my mind I'm better than him. Everything is on me, going back it up. Told you I'ma do me, why you hating on me? It's not adding up. I do 
roll like a Mack truck. Country heart, I'm a cup of farm and go after it. scars, I was cold hearted, now I'm backed up. Keep it real, I do this once a month. I don't rap much. I just hit the money and go stack up. I'm gonna buy a car, I'm gonna car, I'm gonna take it, tied it up. All that other bull, it don't matter much. You only climb me, I put the ladders up. No fault, I done doubled up on the workload. I think I fell in love with the bankroll. Pray up, get money, then we lay low. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Giggs on football. This is episode number 36, brought to you by Top 11 Football Manager. Please do check it out. Download it using the link below for free. Or, of course, use the QR code, which is just above Rodri's head by there. And that really helps us out a lot. And a big thank you to them to uh, for sponsoring this week's show. Um, as you know, guys, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, as always. And, of course, if you prefer your podcast in audio form, you can get all the uh, previous Rodri Gig shows, this one, plus all the other series produced by Ace Podcast Nation at the Sports Social Podcast Network. So check them out. Um, as we wait for a few of the, the latecomers, the stragglers, as it were, we're going to wrap up the uh, Super 6 Prediction League for the season. Let's find out who won the money. Let's find out how much money we got to, to, to donate to charity. Was the winner someone from our viewership let's see so sunday was the final round of the super six so we now have the final league table uh start with a big congratulations to cardiff city legend cohen griffith who won the top of the celebrity uh, players group he was 14th place overall which means he was outside the payout places but a great effort consistently scoring well throughout the season but uh, on to the prize winners from the 92 people who entered uh, John Morgan came sixth, winning free entry into next season's competition. Mark Hector in fifth, won £55.20. Owen Jones in fourth with £64.40. Gareth Price third, £82.80. Darren Crisp in second with £119.60. But a massive congratulations to our overall champion for this season, our very own Craig Sullivan, who won £230, but kindly donated £100 of his winnings to charity. Uh, winning is great fun. You know, we're all, we'd like to win the money, etc. But at the end of the day, charity is what is important here. This season, we raised £816 for the nominated charities. Over the last few seasons, we've now raised a grand total of £2,046. £2, Jesus. Um Next season, we'll be raising money for the air ambulance in memory of Neil Campbell, Neil Campbell, who sadly passed away recently. And if you'd like to get involved next season, test your knowledge against myself, Rodri, all the gang, and uh, of course, many other ex-professional footballers uh, and all the people who watch, of course, help us raise even more money for charity. Then drop us a message. We'll get you in touch with Will and get you the details. Um, I apologise for the long introduction today, but I wanted to do that justice Obviously, we've raised a good amount of money for charity. People have competed all season. So, uh, congratulations to everyone involved. And uh, most of all, welcome this week once again to the man himself, the renegade, the enigma that is Mr. Rodri Giggs. How are you, my friend? 
What's happening? You all right? Yeah. That, no, right, I nearly dozed off there. Eight minutes for time. Eight minutes. I know. Sorry, bro. That was, um, you know that ad, right? You would have not that believe how right. stressful that was, mate, filming no, that. At least, you know, at least me paddy power, if they want another ad, then I'm, I'm safe. They're not going to be looking. Yeah, that's it. They're not going to replace you. Yeah, they won't be replacing you and me, I don't think, anytime <laughs> soon. No, in no, fairness, it's good, right? Mate, it's good. I, 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 I was banging to champ manager when I was younger as well. Spend hours moment. on it. Hours. Yeah, it is good, mate. And what you can do, you can set up like um, like little leagues on it. And well, so like we could set up a Roderick Giggs show league and play against like the viewers and that. And it's, yeah, uh, it looks it's like it's come on as well from my day. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent, mate. Like I used to play Premier Manager, Championship Manager, yeah, and then football, manager. and then football manager came across the came you know, along. You start then. with a crappy team, and then you you know you win called the European Cup and stuff like Cardiff City awesome. or something. Not that they're crappy, but you know what I mean. Not yeah, like a lower league side. So back Cup, then, mate, Cardiff were probably in like Division Three, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, oh, they would have been, yeah. But Nathan like Blake, yeah. yeah. Lost a few a few days and weeks to those games, though, mate, to tell you. Eddie May <laughs> would have been manager. Yes, Eddie May's Barmy Army. Let's go. It's, um, yeah, it was, hard. it was hard. Like, I've done loads of ads, like, when I'm doing the live shows, and I'm, I'm fine with it. I can do it. I don't mind doing it. But it's always been, like, with you or with Danny, so you're, like, discussing it and bouncing off each other yeah. about whatever the product is. But with that, I had to film it and do it myself and then... Stressful, man. Stressful. But there we go. It was good. It was good. Uh, so, yeah, please do download from that link. Congratulations as well to Craig Sullivan for uh, being the champion. I'm, i i got to say, I know it is about charity. It is absolutely about charity. But I'm absolutely thrilled that the winner of the overall thing was someone from within our community. I'm, I'm happy with that. So, um, Craig, is the beers are on Craig this evening. Um, we have lots to discuss this week. Lots and lots to discuss. Um, I'm gonna start. I finished, somewhere. I finished strong as well. I got every single one right. It's the first ever time I've gone against Man United. I put two nil Crystal Palace, but you know, talk, got me two. We're points. talk about United later. I got um, some yeah. questions for you, but um, great. I want to start actually with um, Danny Drinkwater's left Chelsea today, right? I, I was just reading that then, and he's um, reading his post. It's a really interesting uh post because. When I first, when I saw the headline about it, I thought, oh, is he going to like, is this going to be just him blaming everyone but himself sort of thing? Honest, However, yeah. it was pretty good. Like, I thought it was quite self-aware. He kind of just said, look, I didn't, you know, I made mistakes. I didn't do, you know, and he's got himself in some bother. But also, I think he felt like he wasn't given a chance at certain points. When he came, he was on fire for Leicester. He was in the England squad, but he hasn't really done it on loan either. And I think no, when well, he was... since he got to Chelsea, you know, he's, he's been injured. He's not been get, not, don't get enough game time. He's a strange one. You know, I've actually spoke to Danny Boyle because obviously he's a Manchester lad. He went to Manchester yeah. United, so I've spoke to him uh, a couple of times, and he's a really nice lad. It's just you know, you, you have a few drinks, you get in some situations, and you just had some bad luck. Uh, pretty on his post. Uh, you know, he'd, he'd earn a boatload of money in them five years being at Chelsea. So, but yeah, you know, it's not all about money. It's obviously, you can see he's, he'd rather be playing football, but uh, see where he ends up and hopefully, you know, he can get his career back on track because, you know, for five years, really, he's not played football properly, has he? No, 
and I tell you what, mate, right? He could be a cracking signing for someone because oh, yeah. coming like everybody thought that was a great signing by Chelsea because he would just be he was in the England squad. He was one of the best holding midfielders in the Premier League at that point. Mm. You know, well, and, he just won a Premier League, so yeah, and he just it never got going for him at Chelsea. But if he go, he's got to get his. I think for him and his agent and everyone involved, family and whatever, get the if he gets the move right this year, I think it could be, a, you know, someone's going to get a, a really good player on their day. Um, do you think, obviously he's a Manchester lad, like you said, he's uh, from uh, sort of up north. Do you think it's a London thing, mate, where perhaps London is not the best fit? We've seen that with some players when they've gone south. They haven't always enjoyed that London goldfish bowl um, as much. Possibly, possibly. Um yeah, you know, you're not playing, you um, you're not, you're not, you're training, you're not playing, so you, you know, it's easy in London to go out. When I live there, you know, it's a Tuesday night, it's like a Saturday night in Manchester. It's it's just it doesn't matter. It's it's bit you can always somewhere to go. Um, it's massive as well, so you, you can go in places where you're not going to be detected. I don't know about these days, but um, but like yeah, you've so talked about has, before. Sorry, mate, to interrupt you. I was just going to say, you've talked about before, like people, when they're pissed up, giving you a bit of grief and that, and just stuff like that. And I think one of the issues he had off the pitch was that he got he got beaten up in like a pub or something. But it's it's got to be difficult. And I mean, you've experienced it. Like when you're out and you're just socialising, but guys have had a drink and they want to have, you know, they've all, they all, they want to give you your opinion, their opinion, regardless if you want to hear it. And I think that is difficult for, particularly if you're frustrated with your on-the-pitch stuff where you're not playing and whatever it may be, injuries, niggly injuries, and then you've got idiots coming up to you and they're pissed up and they're giving you a bit of grief. It's hard, isn't it? You've got to, you've got to work hard to stay out of those situations, I think. Yeah, it very rarely happened, to be honest, because, mm. you know, if, if I'm going out, I'm going out. 15, 20 people, I'm going out yeah. with people that no one's going to be bothered anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it, does, it does happen. Obviously, it's happened because that's why I ended up going to jail. So, um, yeah, it does happen. It does mm. happen. you just got to be careful who you're going out with, who you're hanging around with, what places you're going. And just, yeah, just don't get just don't get involved. People are actually going out to look for that, this kind of trouble to get their, you know, 15 minutes of fame yeah. or whatever. <clears throat> so you've got to be careful, though. Yeah, you're going these 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 places. You know, you've got to be more banded. Or yeah. even then, that could cause problems. But you know, I I was lucky because, like I said, I'd I'd, I'd go out with people that that um just, just wouldn't be no trouble. People just with it. leave you alone, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, who do you think? Where would you think was a good move for him? I my initial thought was I actually thought. Oh, Villa would be a good move, but then when I read it, he had a bit of, when he went on loan to Villa, I don't think it went particularly well. Although Gerard's there now, it's a different manager. But if he wants to go sort of up north, I mean, Newcastle throwing a bit of cash around, he's on a free. Who, Danny Drinkwater? Yeah, no, no, he's 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 not Newcastle. Newcastle, have, you know, he's he, maybe five years ago, okay, but, you know, he's not played, so you're looking at. You know, who's just been promoted? Fulham. Um, who else Fulham, Bournemouth. 
and Forest. Um, yeah, Forest. So yeah, awesome. you could see him at you could see him at Forest. You could see him at a Huddersfield, possibly, possibly even Burnley. Um, who else is up there? Who else is up here? Everton. Will says Everton. Yeah, Everton. Um, who else is there? You know, um, Stoke. Yeah, Which Burnley. Really good, a championship side, but. Yeah, you, you, I suppose you've got like Norwich and Burnley with the parachute payments as Norwich, well. Norwich, Burnley, but then you've got you've got teams like you know Leeds, um, Brighton. Brighton could be a good move for him. I yeah, mean. Brighton could be a good um, move. They play football. He's grown up the United Way, so he knows how to play football. Uh, yeah, he's um, just you got to pick it wisely. You know, does he want to come back home, or does he want to you know just just get the best place possible? He's going to have to yeah. weigh all these things up. But Craig says there, he says he think doesn't think that he's Premier League level. I disagree with that. I think I think he's shown he's Premier League level at Leicester. You know, he got in, he didn't yeah, get in nice England squad. It is, but that doesn't mean his career's over, does it? it doesn't no, mean it's not, he's not, like, not, not he's... over, but you're saying New, Newcastle. Newcastle are going for like top end slot now. players now. They've got money to come out their ears, so... They're not going to take but a chance on someone that's oh, yeah, he's just come from Chelsea, but he's not played there. He's been on loan or wherever he's so been. Do you think if you had the choice of Drinkwater or Lingard for you know take money out of there, they would just you could only have one of them. You'd take Lingard, would you? Oh yeah, all day. Just just purely on the you know. I mean, even on just injuries, I suppose Lingard isn't doesn't seem to be as injured as no, no. But even though Lingard's not played, he's fresh. You know, he's Premier League ready, uh, and and you've seen that last year. Danny Drinkwater's, Mm. you know, even though he's won the Premier League, still think he's a Premier League player. I don't agree he was a Championship player, but you know, he's just got to be given a chance and and be injury free. Most importantly, Mm. but then on the other hand, he could be an an incredible signing for a Championship side. Yeah, hundred percent. Like a like a a team that's vying to get promoted. Middlesbrough, like a, like, no, like that. Burnley have got no money. Get him on a free. Mm. It's round the corner for him. I think he'll be on bucks though, won't he? Because obviously he's coming from Chelsea. He's gonna have to yeah, take but, a yeah, but he's, he's, yeah, but he's on bucks. But you know, he's probably just, just earned what probably I say hundred grand. He's probably just earned ten, twelve million, fifteen million in five that's years. Insane, that? Absolutely insane. On on them. Um, on the subject of money and insanity, uh, Mbappe staying at PSG. Are you surprised by that? No, no, not at all. How much money do you reckon he's getting he to turned up in a yacht, right, and said, that's yours, and what's in it is yours, and it's just filled with dope, just euros everywhere. <laughs> he's gone, right, I'm staying. He did a really interesting interview, though. He said, I didn't realise how um, how good his, his English is. It's really good. Yeah, and, he's a um, clever lad, isn't he? He's, he's quite yeah. intelligent. Hundred percent, very, very clever boy. And do you know what I found really interesting was he said, you know, he's he's doing a press conference about re-signing with PSG, and the question was, so does that close the door on Real Madrid? And he said, well, no, I've only signed a three-year contract. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. So he, even though he's staying, still kept that door open. And if you remember, it's what Ronaldo did. It's what Beckham yeah, did. But see, he's only he's still young though, isn't he? Oh, he's only three he years, but you know, he's pissed off Real Madrid now, so. You know, still I was I was me. laughing me because so many times Real Madrid have done this to, to people and Real Madrid thought it was a done deal yeah. and I think they've already I think they've already 
uh, money in exchange, and already giving money or something. But no, well, I heard, didn't I'm sure we talked about it in January that there was a rumor he'd signed like a pre-contract. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty but, sure he had, and they'd give him like a few quid. And obviously, I mean, you know, PSG owner will pay any any penalties yeah, from that yeah, way. No problem. But um, interesting. Like say, he just turned up in a big hundred yard yacht. Yeah. And what's in it? It's just yours, and just in the cupboards, in everywhere, it's just euros flying about. I think Mbappe on the pitch has actually been damaged a little bit by there being too many superstars going forward for PSG. When, when you when you play three of them defensively, yeah, you just yeah, the, the, the top at the top echelon of, of European football, tempts a bit because they, they, they don't defend. No. Neymar, Messi, Messi walks, and Mbappe, you want to leave him up there, so you, you rely on Neymar and Messi to do the, the grout work for you. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. That ain't happening, is it? I mean, uh, I saw Di Maria's leaving uh, PSG, so that's one less, I guess. Yeah, but, he's, he's, be... yeah, but he's a workhorse, and he, he runs, yeah. so he's going to do, do his dirty work. The other two aren't. They're luxury no. players. I um I I wouldn't be surprised if Messi goes back to Barca in the summer. I wouldn't because uh, I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think I just don't think he's a good fit for PSG, mate. I, yeah, I, I don't think they've got the money for it. I think you'll see him go abroad somewhere, somewhere like America or something. I'd love to see him challenge himself and have a crack at the Premier League, but I don't think. I just will. think he's not asked now. He's left Barcelona. No, no he's just he's in going through retirement the mode. Yeah. Retirement mode, I suppose, isn't it? Um. The PFA released a, a statement saying football cannot gamble on uh, pitch invasions. Uh, and they basically said... Well, they'll bring they, back the cages soon. Well, they basically said they just should, we shouldn't be taking the risk that someone gets seriously hurt. They should do something about it now before that happens. But, I mean, I'm sure Billy Sharp was looking at that and saying, well, the stitches in my face is probably serious enough, isn't it, to... To do something, I'm sure the players want it controlled to a certain extent because you know we've seen it now a few times. The Man City keeper got attacked, I think, uh, at Villa. Aston Villa. Was it, no, no, sorry, the Villa keeper got attacked by uh, yeah. Man City fans. Like it feels like it's only a matter of time before something happens. Um, did you see the video clip? It was a few weeks back. Um, a football fan got searched going into the ground. And he had like a like a, like a machete, like tucked in his tracksuit bottoms. Unreal. I think it was abroad, but like just the. Do you know what I mean? Like you have a pitch invasion with someone's got something like that, and it's yeah, it, it, get real nasty. It is. Right, City Absolutely. fans. Why? Oh, yeah. No, you just, you won, just the won the league, league and yeah, you're but... more interested in the Villa keeper. Yeah, it's just idiots. It's weird. That is weird. Just idiots. Aston Villa, um, you know, you just stayed up. Why are you sticking your finger right in front of the manager's face and then spitting all over? It's just, oh yeah, it's really weird, mate. So Man yeah. City won the won the Premier League. At one point, it looked like Liverpool were going to pip them, didn't it? Yeah. Um, sort of half time ish on Saturday, Sunday, it looked like Villa were going to Steven Gerrard was going to make up for his infamous slip, and um, yeah. It didn't happen. They were 2 0. Was it 2 0? And then uh, Man City scored three in the last 25, 30 minutes. Look, I'll tell you one thing, right? Is 
apart from the fact Man City have been the best side all season overall, to have the mental strength to be 2 0 down, knowing that you were 12 points ahead at one point, and you've kind of it gets down, and you're you know that league is slipping out of your grasp. So to have the mental strength to then not only get back into the game, but go and you know, win the game to make sure you win the league. I think they deserve a tremendous amount of credit for that because some teams would have capitulated under that pressure, 2-0 down. Yeah, it just shows um, how much you know, champion players they are. Because uh, I thought they were dead and buried. I thought it was not going to be their day, but I turned over to Liverpool because it was one all there. And then City scored and I turned back over and it was just like once one went in. Yeah. That was it then. And then um, like yeah, good great substitutions. Um and a good day all around. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Um I know um like Gavin and a few like other people who watch are Liverpool fans. It's um but it's kind of just, you know they did Liverpool did well to get it down to one point. Because I think with about 10 yeah, games They looked ago, like at one point, they were struggling as well. They, they, you know, they, they looked like they were tired, they didn't have any legs. But then, you know, they got the second wind and, and comfortable winners in the end. And, uh, yeah, it was unlucky to work to, you know, 90-odd, 92 points, was it? And it um, but, you know, City have been there all season. And, yeah, just pipped on, on the last last minute. But um, great end to the season. Mm, it was very good. Um I saw a, a video clip of uh, Gary Lineker, Alan Shearer, and Ian Wright uh, talking about the golden uh, the golden boot thing, and they were basically um, mocking that the the winner has, had only scored twenty three goals, and like they were kind of implying that they'd have been disappointed to go, you know, only score twenty three goals in a season. But like, I found that a bit disingenuous because I think compared to when they played. The game has changed so much. Like Son, who won it, is not really an out-and-out striker. No, they took, I don't yeah, know. just you know, it's always in 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 my day, and yeah, they always it's had like two strikers me, me, me. against four, uh, two strikers against four, and yeah, yeah it was a totally different game. That's when people compare players from from now till. 20, 30 years ago, it was a totally different game. It's four four two. It's a totally different game now. It's four three three, three five two. They all play totally front on their own. It's totally attacking now. So, yeah. But like Ronaldo, Harry Kane, they all play up front on their own, don't they? So like straight away, it's different. Yeah. It's, Alan um, Shearer would have got half the goals if he played on his own. Half the goals. Half the goals he got. With with Chris Sutton, the SNS at Blackburn, and then he's gone to Newcastle, and he had someone with him there. Well, he he never played up on, on his own. How many goals and... did he get for England when he played up on his goal? He's not even on the chart for England. Mm. So, yeah, Ian Wright, what happened with him in England? Couldn't play in England because it was, you know, it was it was a bit difficult, a bit harder. But in the Premier League, yeah, because it was two goals. against two. Gary Lineker. Tapping, yeah. tapping merchant. Yeah, really. Yeah. I know. He, I know. Look, yeah. I, 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 he's more than that. He's um, scored some phenomenal goals and played at the very top level. I'm only, I say that in jest, but like, I just felt like it was like three old professionals who wouldn't, if they, if you 
teleported them into today's game, all three of them would struggle because none of them could um, play front on their own. I think I think the 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 one who probably adapt more would be Ian, Ian Wright. Oh, see, I so, think Lineker. See, that's interesting because I think Lineker technically was pretty like was a good footballer. Like, and I feel like he would fit in to like the way the fo- the technical side of the game these days. That's interesting. Oh, I, I, like I disagree. Ian Wright scored some unbelievable goals, chips, uh, all kinds of different oh, yeah. goals. Hundred percent. But I think what I was... I'm saying there is he could play on the left or he could play on the right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I take that. Yeah. Where Lineker and Shearer are just Play in the middle, middle, that's it. Where you couldn't play him anywhere else. Where Ian Wright, you could play all three, I reckon. Yeah, I'd go with that. I think out of the three of them, Shearer's probably at the bottom of your list, isn't he? If you, yeah. if you had to pick one to transport yeah. into modern day. Yeah, kind of interesting. Um, I just want to go to a couple of the comments. Shearer's, Shearer fed, fed off crosses. No one can yeah. frigging cross the ball in the Premier League. Oh, he's hitting the first man. Oh, it's always um, little sliders going across. Shane yeah. wouldn't have got half the goals. I'll tell you that now. Yeah. So um, on the, the pitch invasion side of things, Craig says, um, <clears throat> what's happened with football fans nowadays? The last game of the season, going on the pitch was like a highlight. You went to celebrate with your players. Never forget the Super Kev celebrations. Um, and that's what it used to be, though. It used to be about you'd go on the pitch to celebrate with your team. You didn't care about the other team who was out there. But these days, a lot of the fans are going on, they're more interested in, like, winding the other team up than they are, you know, celebrating with their boys. Like, it's, it's such a weird thing to me. But I think it's yeah. I think it's bred from social media. Like, this, it's like that trolling culture. And everyone wants to get a video. They said, like, they were sticking a video in um, Patrick Vieira's face, weren't they? And they were like... Yeah trying to get a reaction out of him by screaming at him and that. And then when yeah, he kicks him up the ass, they got a problem with it. And it's like, that's what you wanted. Idiots. Idiots. Um, Borough fan says, Doc points off the teams soon as it happens and that'll, that'll put a stop to the pitch invasions. See, I disagree with that. I think. Yeah, yeah I know what? It. Out of like 40,000 people, we're talking about two individuals or one individual. You're always going to, there's always a village idiot. Always, yeah. Like the majority of those people who went on the pitch were no problem, were they? They went and celebrated yeah. with their friend, yeah. uh, with their team, with yeah. their friends. Yeah, got some pictures. Just leave. Whatever. Just leave. It happened in a. There was a, a playoff game. Was it Port Vale and? Well, the recently penalties, and one of their ex-players had missed a penalty. But they had won the penalties, and they've they've all run on the pitch, and then it's all kicked off with one of their play their players. You can see a big okay. melee going on. Who was it now? Is it Port Vale and someone else? I'll see if I can find out now. Port Vale were in the playoffs. Well, they're in the playoff final, aren't they, against Mansfield? Port Vale and Swindon went to penalties. Um, Port Vale won six five on penalties. Um, try and see if I can work out who missed. Who missed the penalty? James Wilson's early strike. Uh, so Vale fans rushed onto the pitch, according to the BBC. The scenes turned sour as BBC Radio Stoke reported that missiles, bottles were thrown between the home and the Swindon supporters, while Swindon uh, Robin's boss 
Ben Garner said his players had been verbally and physically abused by the home fans as they tried to leave the pitch. Um, this was two two days after Billy Sharp was headbutted at the end of the penalty shootout. Um, yeah, it doesn't say who the football, like which player was targeted. Yeah, why do these it. things uh, happen or in bunches? You've never heard, like, it's never happened before. And all of a sudden, you know, yeah. It's just, just idi- idiots, mate, isn't it? Who spoil it like James yeah, it, when I the pitch, uh, ruin uh, it for uh, other people. Aston Villa in the semi final in the FA Cup. Not once did it enter my mind to do anything to or say anything to the Arsenal players. Not once. Yeah. yeah. But you weren't they because you all you were you were celebrating with your team. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like weirdos, aren't they? Yeah. Village idiot. Leslie likes that. He thinks that's a good uh, description. Let James says just Idiots ruining it for everyone else. Like, um, what about uh, England now? I've got to play a game behind closed doors in the Nations League. Not that it matters massively, but I mean, because of what happened in the Euros in the final with the trouble and stuff in the stadium. Do you agree with that? That the, the everyone who behaved and people who go and watch England who obviously have a big following, they are getting punished. For a very small group of fans, but it, it, that, that was that for the Wembley final. The, yeah, uh, when they were uh, in the, it wasn't, uh, in wasn't the a stadium. Small group. You're talking like thousands of people. I don't know. It depends. I, I the only thing I could think of, like off the top of my head, was when they were all trying to rush to get in, weren't they? Yeah, um, and that one them. Yeah, but in them. terms of compared to the seventy thousand fans who were there, it was what? No, no, maybe but, a couple know, of hundred. Yeah, you know, it's just. When but yeah, they have two, to do yeah. something. When, it, when it's one or two, it was hundreds. That it was hundreds. So yeah, you know. and it was in the stadium. And yeah. I think you're at home. It's the final. You know, they've obviously got tickets. That's why they're rushing it, jibbing it. So they had to do something, I suppose, to to make sure or try and make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah, so make sure it doesn't happen again. In the grand scheme of things, playing behind closed doors means nothing these days because they no, just no, they, not, especially not after well, COVID. Not, not because of the last two years, yeah, so they used to it now. Um, what do you make? I've seen some people on social media saying that players, certain players are to blame for fans being so agitated when they come on the pitches because you've got certain players who intentionally wind up the f- opposing fans. Um, so like Pickford and people like this. But my answer to that straight away is they're not, they don't go out to wind up the fans. Side, side, side. What they do is they respond. Stop, stop, stop. Mm. Pickford's getting abused all game of some dickhead behind, loads of dickheads behind, and suddenly he does something back. Oh, it's a big, massive issue. Yeah, stop. These players get proper abused, proper abused. So when they do something back, it's like, take the ball Stuck his fingers up with me. What do you make of that? Um, We saw it a few times at the end of the season, fans keeping the balls... To waste time. Yeah, it's usually in Liverpool. It was weird, wasn't it? It's like yeah. never seen it really before. Like obviously it's it has happened before, but like it was just it became a thing at the end of the season. I was like, it just looked like a tit. Yeah. Waste someone someone did it. It was wasting time and they needed the win. It was someone who's playing Chelsea and some woman's kept the ball. And went, what are you doing? I think it was a Leeds fan and he's coming. Raphina, it was, it was Raphina, and said, What are you doing? We need the ball, we're losing. <laughs> and the, all the fans turned, they're like, Get the fucking ball back. <laughs> Threw it back. Idiot. 
It's like, oh, the ball comes near me. Oh, I can have it. That are clearly people who don't come to football on a regular basis. Yeah, just day trippers. What are you doing? Throw the ball back. <laughs> Do you know, like, one of my favourite bits of going to football back in the day was like the banter which you had between the players and the fans. So you'd give the fan, the, the players, certain players a bit of stick. But then they'd also give you like a bit of back when they would take a throw in. Yeah. And it was like a, but it wasn't abuse. It was like. Should banter. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's just, and these days they'd scream abuse at the players, say all this horrible shit. And then the player doesn't turn around, stick their fingers up at them. And they're like, you want to cry. It's, it's unreal. Um, bizarre, mate. Uh, Champions League final. Who you got, first of all? Say again. Champions League final. Who you Real got? Madrid. And is that like you want them to win or you think they'll win? Um, both. Do you think Liverpool will be in any way affected by last weekend? Because at one point no. they thought they were winning the no. league. Didn't the they? only thing I worry about Liverpool is that have they got the legs? But, oh, know, I think sure, I think sure if Liverpool, all, I'm sure they all have the inhalers, so they'll be sweet. Yeah, inhalers, which are mm, not I'm not 100 sure they're allowed, are they? But uh, the um, the thing with Liverpool, I think, is they are capable of blowing Real Madrid away in half an hour and being three or four up if they take their chances. They they're capable of that. They always start well. They are capable of that, but you know, Real Madrid's you, where we're it starts talking slower. About Real Madrid here. You're talking about them like they're some scrub team. Oh, no, no, no. I don't mean that. I, what I mean is I I almost feel like if Liverpool get off to a good start and take their chances, I could see Liverpool winning. But then if it's tight, anything after half-time and it's tight, I'm going Real Madrid all day long because they've beaten all the biggest teams on the way to the final. Liverpool, who have Liverpool beaten on the way? Benfica. Um, trying to think who else they played. Do they play Atletico? Like... They, when you compare the two runs to the final and the groups they had, Madrid have had the biggest teams in Europe and they've yeah. beaten them, they've outplayed them, but they've also gone to extra time and showed a lot of mental strength to do it. And I just fancy, I almost feel like Liverpool need to start well because I think Madrid will just grow into the game more and more. Yeah, and they've got some, some dangerous players as well. You know, Trent Alexander's going to have a busy night. So, oh, yeah. Because that kid run Kyle Walker ragged. So, if he run Kyle Walker ragged, Trent's going to have his, his, a busy night. Yeah, I seen um, him. I saw a video saying, um, uh, I think it might have been from BT, actually, uh, Kavinga of uh, Madrid has been like their super sub. So, every time they're looking to change the game, he's come on in the middle of the park and he's genuinely change their fortunes does make you wonder why he isn't starting but however if it's working well, for you, you <laughs> it's working for you isn't it Tony Cruz and Modric Modric yeah two quality players Modric has got to be getting on a bit now though isn't he how old yeah, is he 30s yeah. be, nah he's got to be like late 30s haven't he no he's 30, about Ronaldo's 30. age isn't he what he's got to be about Ronaldo's age surely no don't be daft I need to know this. I thought he was perhaps older than what he was then. Um got Modric. But yeah, see, he's bloody born in a couple of years after me. 36. 36. Yeah. So, nothing these days. 
I think, I do think Madrid, I just think it's their name. You know, when sometimes it just feels like it's, there's a team which their name is on the trophy. When you're, talking about, when you're talking about European football, you talk about Real Madrid, Liverpool, um, you know, these big, these are, these are, big teams in, in Europe so you know you can say mm. that about both of these teams you know yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're big in Europe obviously Real Madrid are the biggest because they've won it the most but you know Liverpool will it be the seventh time if they won yeah. it if they win it yeah and look you so, can't, I've, I've said a few times recently in my opinion Liverpool probably the when you're talking first 11s I think they're probably the best team in Europe at the moment maybe but oh, I certainly I thought they were on form at least about a month ago. But Madrid oh, is just got City have, have, have held Real Madrid with no shots on goal for ninety minutes, and they've had one two minutes period period, and then they're out. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree with you. I, and like I say, I I realise that it's a debatable view. I just think on their day, oh, I do Liverpool think Liverpool edge in Europe. They, they obviously do because they experience the Anfield nights. Uh, yeah, I do. I do agree with you, but you know, City I think it's going to be a cracking game. Far behind, obviously. The, the, no, the Premier League champions—they are better. No, yeah. If you know what I mean, Haaland added to that squad is a frightening mm, yeah, thought exactly. as well. Haaland um, and the other kid that's coming in. Mm. People forget about him as well. He's decent. Um, Gareth Bale's last game for Real Madrid Champions League final. Is is he going to be play? He won't play. He won't do anything. You won't even get. I don't know, mate, because um, I saw a clip of them training, and he was training in the, <clears throat> like the first eleven, if you like, as if he was going to start. Like that doesn't mean anything, I suppose. But he also scored an absolute worldy. Do you think he's got he's Cardiff? Started. I don't. I know that kind of pisses on everyone's chips, and everyone's excited by it. Why I not? Don't think why, he does. why not? We haven't got any money, mate. I actually want to talk about Cardiff. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll talk about Cardiff he, now, mate. No, I know that. Sad, but we are literally haven't got any it. money. What? Like, we haven't got any money at all. But, we have, you know, um, but you've got to understand, with him coming there, that'll add money. Sales yeah. shirts, all other stuff that you can you can sell up with Gareth Bale. So you've got to think of the bigger picture. When um, when I asked Mehmet Dalman about it... it's Gareth Bale, who shouldn't yeah. really be playing the championship, but he's going to be the team. When... Um, when I asked Mehmet Dalman about it, obviously the Cardiff City chairman, the last time he came on the show, um, and I asked him about the rumours about Gareth Bale, because they've been going around since the Euros, and um, he said, if Gareth Bale wants to play for Cardiff, he has just got to contact us and we'll do anything we can to sort it out. However, he also pointed out that he's going to have to basically play for very little. But, you know, Gareth Bale doesn't need the money. Or so been, what it comes down to... Now for what? Nine, ten years, Nine year. yeah, and he'd been on two hundred grand a week m- minimum. Well, the last three or four years, he's been uh, supposedly on about half a million quid a week. Isn't well, it? There, there you go. Then, so he's, if he's coming, if he's coming somewhere, he's not going going to Cardiff for the money. So he can say, "Give me five, ten grand, whatever." Still a lot of money. Yeah, hell, I think he he only comes, in my opinion, if Wales or there's only a chance he comes if Wales qualify for the World Cup. Because otherwise, I think he. Probably just retire anyway. I could see that. I, could, I used to think he's just the type of person that, that, that do that, though. But you know what? I'm going to finish my career in Cardiff. Forget it. Finish. Yeah, that's I mean, he's, I, that's he's got... I, if I was him, that's something I would do. 
he's got roots in Cardiff as well. He's still got family in Cardiff. He's got yeah. a business in Cardiff. There's 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 loads of reasons why he will he could and he should that he, you know, look. Is one thing so, golf courses though? Well, there's one or two in there. So here's the thing, right? We I wanted to talk a bit about Cardiff. My worry with Cardiff, right, is Cardiff have made some early signings straight away in the in the window. They've signed a couple of players. One boy from like a non-league team looks quite exciting player. So you know, I think that's good in one way. My worry is we have released or got rid of a number of players who, all right, they might not have been the best players over the last couple of years, but they did a job, a lot of them, but they were experienced. And when you look at the players we've lost, what we have lost is a massive amount of experience of championship and first team football. So we were very reliant on a few of the academy boys this year who've come in. And then if you add in more youngsters and non-league players, like who's gonna who's gonna be the who's gonna be the experienced head in that squad? And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, there's we haven't got many. Um, but if Gareth Bale comes, if big if he brings everything, then he brings experience, he brings quality. If he comes with the same attitude that Craig Bellamy came with. He comes with an attitude that will transform the rest of the team. Yeah. When when I when we had Jay Brothroyd on you, he said, and bear in mind, Jay Brothroyd, I think, was about 28 or 29 when Bellamy came. Like he was in the latter part of his career. He said that when Craig Bellamy came to Cardiff, he completely transformed how Jay viewed football and looking after himself. Because Craig Bellamy came with his own personal coach. So he was doing his own thing a lot of the time in training because he knew that he was at a point in his career where he had to just stay fit for games. So he, his professionalism, his attitude rubbed off on the rest of the squad. So I would hope that Gareth Bale would come with the same attitude. If you listen to Madrid fans over the last couple of years, they will say his attitude stinks. He doesn't care. He's just there for the money and the golf, blah, 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 blah. I base my view of him on what he does for Wales. And he turns up every time. He gives 120%. He plays through injuries. He always comes up with a bit of quality. His his attitude rubs off on the rest of the team. So I think, I would like to think if he comes to Cardiff, he would do the same. Whether he will or not is another thing. Yeah, My worry though with Cardiff is we, we don't have a lot of experience. But And the other thing is we don't have any money to spend. Which is the other problem. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it's. Um, do you think he'll go then? Do you think Bale ends up at Cardiff? Because I think I do. About, yeah, I, do. I think about three months ago you said no. No, I do. I no, I do. Correctly. Yeah, I do. It does look like more likely, doesn't it? Obviously, yeah, I think it's it just makes on... sense for, for for him. You know, he's not not after big money. He's been had big money, so he's, he's making his his money. Um, yeah, you just have to wait and see though. But then the one more, the one uh, Premier League team who do seem interested is Tottenham, and he's obviously got some links there. But I just I think can't see. I can't see. It doesn't make playing. sense. I can't see him playing for Conte. Just no, can't. that's and not. That's not going to happen. And like I said, he's got roots in Cardiff. He's got a business in Cardiff. It makes sense yeah. to come to Cardiff. I but... bet my house that he's not going to Tottenham. Yeah. Um, so that's what I was saying about the Champions League final is Bale 
and the cha- cha- Bale's relationship with Madrid and the Champions League is f- unbelievable. Like it's genuinely his record in the Champions League for him. And this is what annoys me, like how they treat him because he there was one year it was like he won the Champions League for him single-handedly. Some of the goals he scored at the times he scored them. When I yeah, think it was a weird, the... weird bunch, aren't they? Yeah, but wouldn't it be nice, right? With all the stick they've given him as a Welshman, for him to either come off the bench or start, score the winning goal, and walk off with a Champions League, another Champions League medal, and be like, "Thanks for your, thanks for your time, thanks for your abuse. See you later." Because, but I, I don't think he starts. Is I'd say, but what a player to have on the bench, mate. If they need something, or if they, if Liverpool do get ahead, like Gareth Bale off the bench is not a bad option, is it? No, 100%. Um, no. Just quickly as well, going back to those training videos I've seen of him training with Madrid this week, he seems really popular with a lot of the players, like the younger, those younger players who we've talked about. Yeah, well, the ones he's, made he's a obviously difference. a nice lad, isn't he? So it's not the... No, they it's see just day weird, day isn't it? It's obviously the fans have got an opinion of him, and yeah, just weird. Like, really, I think it was Zidane, wasn't it, who turned the fans against him, like yeah. that. That relationship is what soured it. But um, look, Cardiff have had Hasselbank, they've had Robbie Fowler, um, Bellamy. We've had you know these types of players before, and I think Gareth Bale is just another stratosphere to that. Um, it would be very, very interesting. Um, Craig says it was exactly 12 months ago that Memon Dalman was on the show. 12 months ago, he said um, he was still under contract at Real Madrid. And would want something towards his wages, but now Gareth Bale is a free agent, so it maybe it's different. Yeah, um, Mehmet Alman, Mehmet's very clever. He's used to the media and stuff like that, so he's very clever with what he says, particularly when talking about contracted players. But he, I remember that he didn't rule it out, and he said he was definitely open to it. Which who wouldn't be at the end of the day? Um, but look, there's a load of championship clubs who are rebuilding next year. I just think Cardiff have got to be careful to not put all their eggs in the young footballer basket. I think it's a good direction to go, but you still need a bit of um, a bit of experience, mate. I think, don't you? Pardon? You still like you need a bit of experience, even if you've got a load of great youngsters. Well, yeah, you well, need, yeah, yeah an old you, egg, well, there. yeah. It depends what. If you've got a, like Arsenal, for instance, you know you need a, they need a bit more experienced players, and it's same with you know the Championship or whoever. If you've got young players, you, you're just going to have to accept that you're going to have inconsistent results. That's why you'd like a sprinkle of experienced players to help them younger players along a little bit quicker. It's like when you look back to the, uh, the like all the boys who came through with Ryan, like. You had all those youngsters, and of course, there's the famous Alan Hansen. You'll never win anything with kids, blah blah. blah. Rest is history, isn't it? But there was experienced players in with them, wasn't there? It wasn't just chuck all the academy players in there. Oh yeah, there was uh, there was Steve Bruce, Dennis Irwin, Eric Cantona, um, Pallister. Pal- I don't. I he was there Pal- for a little bit, wasn't he? I think yeah, he left, yeah. didn't he? I think Pallister might have just. Oh yeah, he was. No, Pallister was did play. Yeah, Pallister, Schmeichel. Uh, so yeah, it was, there was a load of sprinkle of experienced players. Mm. Um, so we haven't talked about your boys there this week, mate. Um, it's been a weird 
the weird week for United. So, you know, we there was this thing on there last week about two players fighting. So apparently it was Hannibal and um oh who was it? Forgotten who it was. Oh, I'll remember that now. It's Hannibal and someone. But also during the Liverpool game, I seen a report today that Phil Jones and Harry Maguire had to be separated at half time in the Liverpool game because they were uh, at each other's throat, which is obviously not what you want. I like that Hannibal. Um, I think um, Who's I really like training. I'm trying to find out now. I can't remember who it was, but I think his attitude is. Oh, it was um, the left back, the Portuguese. Tellers. Yeah. Or Dallo. No, Tellers. Um, but that Hannibal. Every time I've seen him play off the bench for United, he's been quite feisty. Gets stuck in. Him. He's really aggressive, but he's supposedly he's really good, like really skillful. But it I've seen if he's at United, he's getting he's, he's getting in the bench. Mm. But he uh, yeah, so him and Tellers had to be literally pulled apart, and the training session finished. Um, that Tellers won't be there next year. No, and I think it was if you were guessing, it was probably like Hannibal put a tackle in him on you know left a bit on him or yeah. something, and because he's a bit of a fan of that Tellers, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, and the Harry Maguire and Phil Jones, mate, I, I had fights, uh, fallouts with players all the time, all the time, all the time. So that's just especially normal. when you even fights, even fights in training yeah. sessions. I wanted to win training sessions, I win football games, I wanted to win everything I do. So if someone's not putting in the same amount of work, is that I'm going to get angry, I'm going to get pissed off, so I'm going to kick someone, and then it ultimately it leads to a fight. So mm. and that's what would would happen on a yearly basis when I would play, when I'd play because people you know don't wouldn't put the effort in and when yeah. you're there putting the effort in they're not then you just let them know about it what do you um what do you make of Ten Hag's interviews and stuff that he's done so far and since he's come in anything stick out for you or yeah kind it, looks, of... it looks good everything looks positive it's just you know you, you, you can't you're just gonna have to wait and see you He's going to be so nervous. He, um, it's a big job, but what he does say, you know, seems like a bit of a disciplinarian, which is what what's needed. Because I think that they've had a free for all for the last few years. Yeah. So, um, and we'll, and we'll see where it goes. I'll, I'm interested to see who he gets rid of and who he brings in. But most um, so he announced his assistants, didn't he? Uh, Steve McLaren. And, um, yeah, and that's another thing. I mean, like Paul Scholes and other. I was just going to ask you about that yeah, straight away, like, in with the what? negativity. Just shut up and stop being negative. Shut up. It's just like you're just not helping the situation. What is wrong with having when he come to Man United and when he left when he was a top class coach? All right, he's been in managed and done that, but he's still experienced, knows the club. Been there when it's been success, successful, so he knows what it takes, and he's a top coach. So, and he knows the manager. It's just, it's just an absolute no-brainer. It's the like saying, "Oh, you know, why is he being?" St-? It's just that he should be in a technical role, or just shut up and get behind the team and stop being negative. But like, it's just you know, the it. way I look at those two appointments, right, from the outside to me is he's. You see the guy, uh, Mitchell Van, something, I can't remember his name. That's his guy. He's going to take wherever he goes to any job around the world. That's his guy. And then he's brought Steve McLaren in because Steve McLaren um, 
has worked in the Dutch league, but he's also worked for United. So he's a guy that kind of knows both sides of it, knows how he wants to play, is familiar with him, and can kind of bridge that any gap. Yeah. Uh, that I, side I, of it, as I said, no brainer. It's it's not like if it was ten years ago, you might question it because you'd say, well, Steve McLaren's they're angling him for the job. Steve McLaren's never going to get the United job ever in a million years. So that's not all. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when you yeah, see an assistant. 100%. Or a technical advisor, or it's someone. It's just a no-brain if you're a young manager. It's like just it a no-brain. It's like Stephen Gerrard. He's took uh, McAllister with him. You well, know, I think that's smart. been one of his best appointments. Bringing experienced people. All right, he's not an experienced manager, but you know he's, he's experienced. He's a coach. Just yeah, it's a no-brain when I see uh, young managers bring in experienced number twos. I just feel that's just makes sense. Unless you've got a rapport and you've got your man like Ten Hagas, which he clearly has, and he's just McLaren's an assistant. 100%, mate. And like with Gerard, I think Gary McAllister has really been a great appointment for him. Yeah. Because what he does is he's, like you said, he's very experienced. But also, he, do you know what he is? He's very calm under pressure. So, like, he's, if, you know, if things are getting a bit on top or whatever, like Steven Gerard has got someone who's been there and done it, who can he can bounce ideas off, talk to. I think it's um clever, isn't it? At the end of the day, like yeah. do you know what I mean? We just talked about the need for experience on the pitch with young footballers, but it's the same with a manager coming to a new club or a new place or a new country. Take someone who knows the place, knows knows the ins and outs of it a bit. Oh. Um and by the way, if you speak to like United fans like yourself uh, and you read Fergie's books and stuff, uh, a lot of people rate Steve McLaren as one of the best assistants Fergie ever had. Oh, 100%. 100%. He's really, probably really the, highly rated the, coach. Probably the... No. No, Brian... Brian, uh, Brian, Brian Kidd. Kidd. Was, yeah, was, was very good. And he, and he, you know, he was around at he all. Was the, the, the guy. Class of 92. And, you know, he probably recruited them all, coached them all from kids. So, yeah. And, and then he, obviously, Fergie's assistant. and Yeah, so... Brian Kidd and Steve McLaren, hundred percent. But you know, well, like so say, then I'll, then I'll say Carlos Queiroz. Yeah, I thought one. he was pretty good as well. But you know, like Fergie was the disciplinarian who's working them hard and telling them, you know, he's the he's ruling with an iron fist. Ten Hag will be similar, but then Steve McLaren is the goal between between the players and the manager. He's the the guy that if a player's got an issue, he can go to the assistant and have a conversation. They're the go-between, aren't they? Like Craig, excuse me, Craig said, uh, what about Mike Phelan? Maybe for Fergie, I think he did. No, do you think he's no. got to go now, though? He's useless. Get him out. Who, out of all the backroom people, is the only one you would keep Darren Fletcher? No, I'd get rid of him as well. But he seems to have some sort of job. Yeah, uh, obviously, or, yeah, because he's, you know, he's, he's, yeah. I don't know what the hell he was doing on the bench, mate. Yeah, he? no, that I, confused I, I keep him far enough, far enough away from the, the the training ground and the 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 dugout. Keep him in the stands. He can be the the technical director or whatever he's supposed to be. Not training with the first team, sitting on the bench, doing what? Yeah, it was weird. Wasn't it? it was really yeah. strange. Um, 
if you could sign one player for United now today, who would it be within reason? Like you can't you can't go for like Mbappe or people like that. But like if there's one footballer you could sign now for United to start the revolution under Ten Hag, who would you pick? Oh, um, would you go for like a, a central defender like that Paul Torres? Declan Rice. Yeah, interesting. Um, apparently that Torres from uh, Seville is in his agents in Manchester having discussions with the football club. So whether that's true or not, who knows? We'll but I mean, he's a very, very good defender, mind. He's the only thing which I think when I look at him, he was he's quite short. But I mean, if you're good enough, you're good enough. In it, at the end of the day, there's been plenty of centre backs who weren't six foot four who were very, very good. But be interesting how he gets on. Um, finish us off, mate. Championship playoff on uh, Sunday, the day after the Champions League. Huddersfield versus Nottingham Forest. I only see Forest winning this. I've said it to the start of the playoff. Huddersfield then... made the form team, though, isn't they? Yeah. Well, well, you can have Huddersfield, Alan Forest, because I, I disagree with you. I think Forest have been in. I don't know. Huddersfield haven't haven't lost for weeks, have they? But I agree with you. Look, it's two the two form teams. I will. I want Forest to go up, but I think if they get, they've got to do a professional job because if they just caught write it off as this job done already, Huddersfield will make them pay. Um, they got some experience and some good footballers. Got a really interesting manager. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a good one. I think it'll be a good game, actually. Um, yeah. Have you seen that Luton fan? 85 got hit by a coin and he's got like a massive gash in the top of yeah. his head. Idiots. Idiots, mate. Idiots. Um, I'll, tell I'll tell you what, Villa made some good signings. Villa reached a green yes. sign to Villa defender Diego Carlos. Tell you what, mate. Everyone's talking about Newcastle, they're, what they're going to do in the transfer market. Everyone's talking about United and the rebuild. I will not be surprised to see Villa in the top eight next year. Mm. I think they've shown enough this year. They've signed Coutinho on a permanent. They've signed this lad today. They signed someone else the other day, and I was like, oh, that's a good signing. Who was it? Let's have a look. Cumber, I mean? But Cumberland. But But I think Gerard has shown enough this year coming into the Premier League at the first time as a manager. I think he's shown enough to be excited if you're a Villa fan. No, um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, they signed Diego Carlos and they also signed Kamara from uh, Marseille on a free. They signed Coutinho. So, Kamara, what though? What's his second um, name? So, his first name is uh, Bobacar. Bobacar, that's it. Bobacar, yeah. Kamara, Decent, yeah. Him. Very good. Free transfer, mate. Can you believe that? No, yeah. No. Um, Jose Mourinho became the first manager to win all five European trophies because obviously um, they created this new conference one. Uh, I've got to say, I know people, Jose Mourinho rubs people up the wrong way sometimes and it's his style of football always it isn't always the most beautiful to watch. I, uh, I watched him celebrating and I watched him crying. Um, he, away from football, he seems like a really nice bloke. Um, and look, you cannot you cannot take away his record. You can criticise him and his style of football and the way he goes about it and he's destructive and blah, 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 blah. Man is a serial winner. 
if you he has proven that if the football club he's at back him financially and the players buy into what he wants to do. You look at like back to when he was at Chelsea, mate, right? People like Frank Lampard and John Terry, they'd have run through a brick wall for him. They'd have lied to the police for him. They would have done anything for him. Whereas I think the United players didn't really 100% buy into him for whatever reason. So they, you know, they won the Europa League, but they never, you know, he got into second as well. You've got to think it's this, it's the same group of players that, that have got here now. Yeah. And we know what these are about. So, so yeah. So with hindsight, he's gone to Roma and, and won a European uh, trophy. If those United players and United as a club had backed him financially in that third season, could Mourinho have built on that second place and taken them to a yes, hard challenge? Yes, but it's, it's just drab football. Yeah. But so it, it but do yeah, you blame I, 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 I said it at the time, you should have been given more time, but you know, do you think so? Do you think it's those players, the players to blame, not the managers? Yeah, not just Mourinho, no, David Moyes, players, Van Hal, yeah, the players, and a lot of those players are going to be gone in yeah, a couple of weeks. Of so that'll be interesting. What do you make of Jose Mourinho? Like, He's won, you know, he's pretty won. I think he's won everything now, and he really. Do you ever see him taking over the Portugal job? That's manager. So, do you think he'll ever take the Portugal job? His sound's gone. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Um, yeah, he's a top class manager, mate. One of the best in, in the Premier League's ever seen. Top three, he's a. Oh no! To say top three, Ooh, it's difficult that, though, isn't it? Uh, top, top five, five definitely. Top five, definitely. Yeah. Like his run at Chelsea, particularly, was special. Like, yeah, he really he made, made like, Fergie uh, up his game. Made Fergie yeah. up his game. So he was the first one. Uh, maybe Wenger did it a little bit, but he really ruffled Fergie's feathers sometimes. But he, uh, Mourinho, like he really got under his skin a bit. Do you think? Yeah. Um, do you ever see, do you think he might finish his career when he when he does leave Roma eventually? Do you think he might go for the Portugal job? Oh, I don't know. Mate, he might end up might, might end up at Portugal or something. Yeah, I think that could be like a that's the one thing I suppose he hasn't done, isn't it? He's won all the trophies. If he goes yeah. and you know does something with Portugal as a international team, but um, be very interesting, mate. I think what he does. But again, the man's a winner. Um, you know what you're going to get with him. So if you don't back him, you're—I don't know what to tell you. Um, just, there was one more question I was going to ask you. If anyone's got any questions, get them in now because we're going to finish up in a couple of seconds. Um, Leeds United and Everton survived, mate, by the skin of their teeth. What do Everton and Leeds need to improve next year? to make sure they're not in a battle for relegation again. Particularly Everton, I think, because no one expected uh, Everton them to won't be, be there. Everton, Everton won't be. Um, Leeds, possibly, but, you know, have a good start. Get a track. Hopefully, don't have as many injuries, because they have a, it with a load of injuries. Um, so, yeah, hit the ground running. Look at Brentford. and I think those teams who come up from a championship, look at Brentford as a model. Win your home games. Make your home ground, you know, incredibly difficult to play at, and that's a good start because that was, a, you know, 
Brentford made was proper at home were very very difficult to beat and um I, I liked what they did this year I was very impressed with them spent a bit of money but I mean if you get into the Premier League and you're getting a bit of cash why wouldn't you spend it yeah uh, so you're going with the Madrid Nottingham Forest double then mate yeah 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 interesting uh Brennan Johnson will no doubt score mate I would imagine he saw what he's done all season scores goals um Guys, please do uh, check out Top 11. Download the game for free. Test your knowledge. If you do download it, send us your <laughs> usernames and stuff, and we'll set up a Rodri Gig Show League and all that. You can use the code, the QR code that's above Rodri's head to his left, I think it is, but there. Or you can use the link that's in the description by here as well. Please do do it. It helps us out a lot. Um, give it a try, Football Manager Game. Uh, oh, a question from Leslie for uh, for Rodri. He says, does Rodri think it will be decided on 90 minutes in the Champions League final or do you think it goes to extra time? Leslie says, two all and then Liverpool win in extra time. If it goes to extra time, in my opinion, well, that's Real, won, Real that's Madrid all day. Well, that's how they won most of the Cups this year, so probably. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, you're right. Liverpool have won... They have got won some games, haven't they? Extra time wise, but They've to won me, both, both finals in penalties and both finals against Chelsea. But then Madrid may have been so strong in those extra time periods. I just yeah. cannot see past they've them because they've got strength in depth. The youth, got, the players that you're saying talk about, that come on, and they're all yeah, young and fit and, and ballers. So hungry as well, aren't they? They want yeah. to prove a point, like because they're on the bench, and then you've got the experience of Gareth Bale. Off potentially off the bench or you know wherever if he starts or I think he'll be in the squad and I mean what a player to have you know to try and change him in bail free kick in extra time to win it mate that's what I I uh, I believe will happen <laughs> um oh Craig says latest funny rumor Harry Kane to sign for Liverpool because Salah won't sign a new contract mate. I cannot tell you how much Harry Kane does not fit with Liverpool. No, it's not going to happen. The only place I see Harry Kane going in the Premier League is Manchester United or if Newcastle played, paid him an obscene amount of money that he might go there. Otherwise, Man City don't need him. Liverpool, I just don't think it works the way they play. Nothing about, about it would work to me. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but to me, I don't think that 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 works at all. Um, could you see Harry? Uh, any club? You, maybe Chelsea, possibly. Harry Kane. I, I don't see anything. I can't think yeah, of anywhere else to go. Right. What's he up to? What's he up to? No, he's not. drink. If he's anything like my dog, right? She needs it. She'll be like that. Like, like me. And then won't drink. Don't eat in a minute. Yeah. And then won't drink and won't eat. Right. No, it's probably like me. I'm going to faint if I don't eat in a minute. Yeah, I need to eat. Mate. What are you having? What are you eating? It's ready there. I'm waiting. What is it? What is it? Uh, spaghetti meatballs. Oh, send it over. Right. Nice one, mate. Appreciate your time as always. Guys, download the game. Help us out, top 11. But you got to use the link below 
all the cold above Rodri. Appreciate you guys as always. Join us over the weekend. Look out for the best of the Andy Campbell show as well. That's going to be out probably Saturday. I'll try and get it out Friday for you though. Nice one. Sports Social Podcast Network.